Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we speak with Zach Yenser, executive director of the Tucson Young Professionals. We're going to learn some surprising facts about that organization. Today is January 24th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android by using our very own Downtown Radio app. Just head over to your app store and download Downtown Radio Tucson. If you want to get us on the show, our email is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to find out some of our past episodes, you can head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can also find this, the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or ask your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar. Well, we're going to start today with a look back at a look back. Few cities in the United States have such an interesting history as has Tucson, her pageantry of nearly four centuries of changes. It begins with the Spanish conquest of this continent and is still being written as giant bombers wing up from desert air bases, which are important as this nation engages in the world's greatest war. So said the Arizona Daily Star on January 10th, 1943. This front page story was the first in a series of Sunday articles about the historic Tucson landmarks. The series ran for six months, one each Sunday, and we're going to pick a few to share with you over the next few weeks. We thought it'd be interesting to have a glimpse back at how Tucson viewed itself and its history 80 years ago. Now, this first article was in reference to the King's Highway and how Main Street here in Tucson was the remnant of the Spanish Camino Real. The road that brought the Spanish from Veracruz in 1519 with Cortez's landing to Tucson. It's the most northern outpost of the New World. Now, this road would be used for centuries as a vital artery for trade, transportation, and war. The Royal Road eventually became Main Street, home to shops and businesses. Well, by 1943, as the article summarizes, quote, the years that followed saw Main Street diminish. The street grew more shabby with each passing decade, and the glorious history faded into the past. Well, now, as we are seeing in 2021, we also see the same view in 1943 from those modern Tucsonans. Again, you quote, It was rediscovered because of the wishing shrine, and it became traveled again as quaint and old-worldly, unquote. And then came Pearl Harbor, and caravans of troop transports rolled down the old Royal Road on their way to the Pacific War. History had come full circle from one period of conquest to another. 
And that's how the first article of a six-month series comes to an end. We're going to revisit a, we're going to revisit this fascinating look at a 1943 perspective of Tucson's great treasures. But our feature today is not about the past, but about the future. The new normal is a phrase we've been hearing for years during different major shifts in our economy. And we've been hearing it most recently as a reference to life in a post-pandemic world, a life that is sure to be different, therefore a new standard. What if that standard was set up during COVID? Graduates completed their coursework and entered a work environment in the midst of the pandemic. For them, this is simply the norm, not the new normal. Well, today we chat with Zach Yenser, Executive Director of the Tucson Young Professionals, and get his take on how the next generation of leaders are approaching the pandemic and post-pandemic life. This is Zach Yenser, and I'm the Executive Director of Tucson Young Professionals. TYP was really created uh, kind of around 2010, right around the, the recession. Uh, a lot of uh, people smarter than me realized that Tucson's future was really going to be dependent on how well that we retained and promoted and supported um, young professionals, our young talented workforce in our community, and that that was the, the pipeline for the future. Uh, and there really wasn't an organization that was existing to be a platform for promoting, attracting, and retaining young professionals in the greater Tucson region. So TYP uh, was created to be that. Um, and fast forward to, you know, 2018, 2019, um, I, I came on as uh, the interim and then full-time executive director, had a fantastic board, uh, and we really decided to, to lean into our potential as an organization um, to promote the most inclusive, innovative, and prosperous greater Tucson that we could for young professionals age 21 to 45. And we had always hovered around 100, 120 members. I think at one point we had even gotten to 200. Uh, and uh, we were about 100, 120 um, when I came on board in a staff role. And in a year's time, you know, by the end of 2019, we were at two, about 250. Um, and then in 2020, we grew from 250 to 650. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, enormous growth. Never been in this place before. Um, and I'm not setting this out as a metric of success. It may or may not happen. I'll be okay if it does. I'll be okay if it doesn't. But there are some hints that in 2021, we might even hit a thousand members. Um, and that would be incredible in terms of, uh, really catalyzing passionate young professionals who are passionate about their career, who are interested in their community, uh, to move the needle in some, in some good ways. Um, and yeah, so absolutely incredible year. A real testament to our board uh, and the vision. And the cool part, too, um, is that we also um, really have a great family of organizations and companies uh, in Tucson that are supporting the work of Tucson Young Professionals. Um, and they really doubled down on that support in 2020, in a year where so many of us could have said and had to say, hey, we got to pull back. We have to kind of hunker down. Um, so many organizations said, you know what? We're going to keep investing in TYP. They believe in your future and our future. 
And so that was incredible. And so when I was mentioning that to you about 2020, um, I expected some different things to happen uh, in a negative way. We, we didn't know what to expect, um, but it was really exciting to to see that happen. Uh, and the value that we provide um, is connection, professional growth, and advocacy. They want to connect young professionals together, want to invest in their professional growth as career professionals, and then provide ways uh, to advocate and uh, promote uh, promote good things in our community. So those are the buckets that everything we do falls into, uh, and we execute those things through our teams and committees, um, and we have a good time doing it. So, yeah, excited by TYP right now, and I think we're doing some good things. So how much of the uh, the growth acceleration do you attribute to the fact that uh, you're a local celebrity uh, you know, people just want to be in your circle. Is that, is that pretty much what people are putting on the application forms? <laughs> um, uh, sometimes, but I, I, the, the box that I'm checking is our board. Um, and I mean that genuinely, you know, I think having a staff member, um, involved taking that step was powerful because it allowed for someone to be full-time working on the growth of the organization, the impact of the organization, We've always had amazing volunteers in leadership, um, but I think when you start to really commit to having someone on the ground full time, that makes a huge difference. Um, but I like to say out there that uh, you know an executive director is only as good as their board, and I've met so many uh, people in my position had a huge vision for their community and their organization, and they just got um, you know um, just got squished uh, by a board that didn't want to see growth and didn't want to see progress and. I've always been lucky to have uh, a board at TYP that is growth focused, both for our organization and the community. So I'm always laying it at their feet. But yeah, I think having the opportunity to be full-time executive director has made a huge difference for the organization. Well, I think having a board that not only uh, it doesn't hinder you, but actually helps you, that's kind of the best of both worlds uh, when you get the support to uh, carry out the mission as well as the the vision to allow you to do your thing. So congrats on, on a good on a good fit there. Let me ask you a little bit about your members. Uh, we hear the term young professionals. Does that mean we've got uh, lawyers, accountants, doctors, or what, what's the membership base made of? Yeah, great question. Um, we like to say, and we're trying to say it more specifically, that if you are between the ages of 21 to 45, you are in your profession and you are in Tucson, you're a TYP member <laughs> or should be. Um, and so we're not, you know, headhunting for specific industries. We've got everything from, you know, banking, real estate, finance, entrepreneurship, nonprofit leadership. It really spans the spectrum. Um, the only really um, group of workers that we're really being intentional about engaging with better, because you're absolutely right. When someone's a young professional, they're thinking about what's traditionally been called white collar jobs. Um, and we don't intend to only be white collar. Um, we'd love to engage with uh, tradesmen and women and trades and craftsmen and women um, and those who are involved in the trades because uh, we consider um, that work uh, to be, you know, a profession and it's young people involved with it and it's in Tucson. Um, so that's kind of the makeup of our membership, where we're wanting to go and where it exists currently. Um, we got just about everybody, though. Uh, representing a diversity of sectors, and that's the way we want it to be. Well, 650 members, that gives you a lot of uh, opportunity for, for diversity, that's for sure. 
you know, the pandemic um, that's changed how business is done. It's changed how interactions happen. It's changed so much about just about every profession that I know. What are you seeing through the young professionals? Some of these, some of these uh, uh, young leaders or future leaders, they may have just been sort of starting in their career. So the, the shift may, might not be as dramatic for them. Um, it's not the new normal. It's just what they know is the normal. But what are you seeing from, from your members? What are you hearing? Is, is there optimism? Is there concern? What, what, what's out there? Yeah, man, that's a good question. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of different layers to that. You know, I think it's interesting professionally, you know, it, it would seem that, hey, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of people in the workforce who are trying to either get a job or get into a job. And I think that post pandemic has made it really hard to stand out, um, with companies and organizations. And so I think, um, for those who are trying to get into their career, it's really hard for those who uh, maybe during this time are trying to transition in careers. We've also heard it's hard. It's hard to stand out. You can have some incredible individuals who are ready to bring their talents to maybe a different organization at this time, and they're having a hard time cutting through the noise. Um, and so, you know, at TYP, what we try to do and are trying to do is provide a resource on um, how to present yourself and cut through the noise. Um, and so that'll be a big thing. Um, you know, mentorship is going to be really important for us in 2021 is connecting younger and older uh, professionals together. Um, we're seeing, I think, you know, a trend. We, we put out a survey early on in the pandemic and, and thankfully a majority of our members who answered, we probably had, um, you know, we had almost a hundred responses, which I guess is decent for a survey. I wouldn't say it's conclusive, but it gave us a good picture. Uh, fortunately, a lot of our members were able to maintain their positions uh, working remotely. So we're thankful for that. We know that it's not the case for everybody. Um, but, you know, a lot of our members weren't saying, yay, this is awesome. We're working home forever. Um, I think a lot of people would say, oh, you know, young professionals, they can adapt to that and they'll be fine and do everything on their phone anyway. Um, but we're seeing, you know, a desire to get back face to face. We're seeing... Uh, challenges in maintaining and keeping our mental health and physical health that really came up strong. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to get back face to face and are struggling with the, the fact that we are working as remotely as we are. Um, you know, and we're seeing that even with our virtual events, we still do three to four different events of, you know, varying kinds month to month. Um, and we're seeing that people are shifting from not just consuming events, but they want to be collaborative together when they're working virtually. And so a little bit weary of consumption and want to move more into collaboration. So I think looking down the road, will we see a 100% move back to offices? I don't think so. I think what we'll see is more hub and team-based work. I can imagine a lot of decentralized work um, you know, through co-working or smaller office spaces where people are still connecting in person, but in more of a team function rather than the whole company is working from a physical space. So I think those are some things that are interesting in terms of the future of work and how young professionals fit into that. Um, and so that'll be really important. Your office itself isn't, is it TYP out of a, um, 
a, a, a collab working space? Yes, we're working out of Common Workspace downtown. Um, and of course, that's a, that's a space that has been developed by young professionals. Um, many people will know Leah Bogan, Dylan Walker, and Gustavo Corte, uh, young professionals, TYP members, um, who are investing in our downtown and trying to make downtown better. And so TYP is putting its money where its mouth is at, um, in terms of supporting that and working out of comments. So, yeah. We're listening to Zach Yenser, the executive director of Tucson Young Professionals, and we'll be back to finish up the second half of this interview in just a moment. But I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. And we are going to finish up our interview with Zach Yenser of the Tucson Young Professionals. You'll probably recognize Zach from uh, other episodes we've had here on Life Along the Streetcar he does quite a bit with the Downtown Tucson Partnership, the Menlo uh, Neighborhood Association, as well as hosting his own radio show called The Tipping Point, focusing on a lot of the same topics that uh, we like to cover here on the show. So he's a good friend to have on the show. And today we're interviewing him in his role as the executive director, talking about the young professionals as a group, the success that they've had, uh, and some collaborations now that are coming out of a very interesting year and um, although challenging i think it bodes well for the future of the young professionals and you mentioned collaboration uh from a member level what about from an organization level um like organizations like startup tucson are these are these groups you're working with they are they are um you know, Startup Tucson is one of our closest partners. We're working with them, for example, on Remote Tucson, uh, which is an effort to provide soft landing to remote workers who are still employed by their employer. But they don't have to be in New York. They don't have to be in San Francisco. They don't have to be in Austin or Dallas. And they want to make a change. They want to, you know, invest in the Tucson community. We're providing a soft landing opportunity called Remote Tucson. So we work closely with them. You know, we work a lot with Greater Tucson Leadership, for example, um, the Thomas R. Brown Foundation, all around how do we raise up and support really great young professionals who are prepared to lead our community and be that top of funnel for leadership development um, and for economic development in the region. So, yeah, we collaborate quite a bit and really see ourselves as a traffic conductor. We don't have to do everything all the time. Uh, how can we traffic conduct? Uh, people uh, to and through organizations that are doing things they really are passionate about. So it's a lot of fun not have to own the whole pie, uh, but to help grow it with other people. Well, I appreciate you bringing up Remote Tucson. I was actually, that was where I was leading with that question was to see if there was any involvement. So it's nice uh, nice to know that um, those collaborations exist for um, for years. And I still think there's there's some talk of this uh, but we, we hear about the, the, the drain of talent yep. and, you know, you just said you're preparing people to lead our community. And I mean, for years it was, people were prepared to leave our community. Right. Uh, are, are you seeing a shift where people are, are deciding that Tucson is where they can find their job, where they want to build their, their future? We are, we're seeing some good shift there. You know, there's some data coming out of the university that, more and more graduates are either considering Tucson or are successfully staying 
in Tucson in a way that is competitive with a lot of other uh, university towns. And so that's encouraging, you know, that, um, you know, 2014, I think, kind of the early 2010s, we were seeing, you know, 86% of graduates, you know, uh, wanting to take off after they left. Um, and we've seen that retention number about double, a little over double um, in the last six, seven years, uh, which is, I think, really positive. You know, what we hear from young professionals is that it, there's a there's a decent number of entry-level jobs in Tucson. If you're coming out of college, you want your first job or two, you can find it pretty well in Tucson. If you are in senior level management, like when you're in the senior part of your career, um, you can also find that there's a lot of senior level leadership positions in Tucson. What, what is continuing to drive away our young professionals is that that mid-career, mid-level management position is just not here in Tucson. It's a big donut hole. And so I can't tell you how many times I've heard from young professionals, I am capped out here. There's nothing for me to continue in the middle part of my career. That's the big, hairy, audacious challenge that we're working on that is going to require Tucson to grow smart and to grow well um, because we just don't have that job here that can, you know, when you get into the family and the long-term staying stage of a, of a young professional's career, um, the dots are yet not fully connected. Um, and so that's why... CYP is committed to helping to grow the most innovative, prosperous, and inclusive greater Tucson region possible because uh, we need those jobs to maintain that workforce here. Well, I think we're going to be running out of time for this interview, but I would love to chat with you down the road about um, the other aspect of, of why people, at least from my understanding, had left, and that's the lifestyle and the opportunities of, of the social in, environment as well as the professional. Uh, but while I still have you, if someone wants to uh, explore your organization, either as a member or as a mentor, as a collaborator, how do, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. I'd love to set up a Zoom or a socially distanced coffee down the road. It's Zach at TucsonYoungProfessionals.com. Okay. So the organization name.com and then my name Zach at Zach at TucsonYoungProfessionals.com. would love to connect offline. And that's also our website. You can check us out, um, all the things that we do and what we hope to accomplish in greater Tucson. All right. And then uh, anything in parting that we that we haven't talked about that that we should have or something burning a uh, burning desire to share some information that really needs to get out. Oh, man. Good question. Um, man, that's a great well, question. <laughs> let me ask you this. Are there are there upcoming events? So if someone was interested in exploring TYP, but just wanted to kind of dip their toe in the water. You mentioned virtual events. Is there is there something that someone could tie into here in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. That's a I can answer that one pretty quickly. Every third Thursday of the month, so this month it'll be January twenty first. Uh, it's at noon every time. We call it What's Next. It's a TYP information session to to get a deeper dive into what TYP is and what it means to be a member. And really how we can have collective impact as hundreds, millions, thousands of young professionals and moving the needle on the issues that we care about to create that best possible Tucson. So we'd love to invite people to that. Anybody who has to meet who's 21 to 45. And that's the third Thursday. Third Thursday. Okay, yes. So, January 21st. So we'll be airing on the 24th. So if you're listening to this uh, live, you're hearing it on the 24th. So that would put us into 
uh, February 18th would be yes, your, next, your next upcoming event. And they can get all that information from your website. Absolutely. Well, fabulous. Well, Mr. Zach Yenser, Executive Director of Tucson Young Professionals, uh, radio host of uh, The Tipping Point on KVOI, also a member of the Downtown Tucson Partnership Board, um, Menlo Park Neighborhood Association, and probably going to run out of time with all the accolades, uh, 40 uh, under 40. <laughs> Actually, we just passed the 40 under 40, so you, you're, you were man of the year, weren't you, in 2019? I was man of the year in 2019, and uh, I've since relinquished that title, but still part of the family. So, well, good heavens, sir! You uh, you are a local celebrity, and I'm sure that's part of the reason for the success of TYP. I think they're lucky to have you, and it sounds like you found a good fit with, with uh, with their goals uh, and what you're trying to accomplish. I greatly appreciate your time, sir, and uh, look forward to, to being in touch here down the road. Appreciate you, Tom. Thanks so much. Zach Yenser of Tucson Young Professionals, and I want to remind you that my name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio. It's 99.1 FM, and we're streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, that's going to do it for this week on Life Along the Streetcar. Coming up next Sunday, we've got Laura Tanzer, internationally renowned clothing designer who operates out of the historic depot in downtown. We're going to chat with her about her new video series and how she is implementing her sustainable practices in fashion and education. Well, in honor of our guest today, Zach Yenser, we're going to leave you with a little Swedish indie pop. This is Peter, Bjorn, and John from their 2007 album, Writer's Block. This is their song, Young Folks. Have a great week.